Hello, kitties. We're going to have a really good Black Friday together. We thought this being the season of giving and all, we would give too. So here is an extra episode, an interview with Tommy and Baba Bowie from Yachtly Crew that ran on our sister show, Why the Podcast. And we thought there's enough music stuff in here you might enjoy. So enjoy this conversation. We will be back next Wednesday with a brand new episode. Rock on. Why is recorded in front of a live studio audience. One thing before the children come in here and ruin everything that we need to talk about. Um, and I sent you this article. And I know this is not a political podcast. It is not. But um, so a few days ago, the folks at QAnon were gathering in Dallas because apparently JFK Jr. was going to be coming back from the dead, or I guess had been hiding out. He was not that he was dead previous. He was, right. So he was supposed to come back on November 2nd, join up with Donald Trump, uh, take the VP role and save America again. 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 And again, no, this is not a, a political show, so... This is why, with your hosts, Heidi Hedquist and Luke Poling. Of all the places to reappear after being gone for so long, I feel like Dealey Plaza and a Kennedy, not the most thoughtful of locales. No. As I an aside. I, I feel like maybe the, like, I don't know, New York Athletic Club. Hyannisport. Hyannisport. Lovely this time of year. Yeah. I mean, I could so, see not wanting like the family reunion, so I could see maybe not. Oh, good, good point. Yeah, good point. But good Manhattan, point. yeah, Central Park, Central oh. Park, lovely. Central Park's yes. lovely in November. His mother loved Central Park. Yes. Uh, so, so this didn't work out. Believe it or not, JFK Jr. did not come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then apparently, and this was in Newsweek, so you know it's legit. Yes. That the rumor going around this group of folks was that maybe JFK Jr. wasn't going to be coming back at Dealey Plaza because somebody was like, oh yeah, that would be kind of creepy. Um, but he possibly was going to return at the Stone Show that night in Dallas. Right. Because always things go really well at Stone's shows in Dallas. Yeah. Isn't that the one where Mick Jagger was threatened with arrest if they inflated that thing in the 70s? Anyway. So... And, and here's my thought, and I, I feel like we can take all of this and make something good out of it. Mm-hmm. The, one of the other big news stories as of late has been Eric Clapton. Yes. Where some comments he made in the 70s that completely inexcusable, which he for decades has just passed off as, oh, that's what happens when you're on heroin. And everybody else saying, I don't think you become racist on heroin. Right. You become tired, but not. Right. And then now he's been become very anti-vax and does not believe that the vaccine is necessary. So here is my thought. Because the QAnon people went went to the show to see the Stones, which frankly, that they got a ticket, like, at least you got something out of the deal. You got a good show. Um, But they came away. I think they took the wrong message away from the Stone show. Did they? I think so, because they did not come back with saying, wow, they've still got it. They are still, you know, the world's greatest rock and roll band. Mick is a front person par excellence. They came away with the idea that perhaps Keith Richards is actually JFK. I know. So 
This is here's, fascinating. It is fascinating. But here is my thought mm -hmm. to take all of these weird tangential things. Mm -hmm. The popular graffiti in, in London, when Eric Clapton was just coming up and starting out with the Yardbirds and with mm -hmm. Cream and everything else was, you saw it spray painted all over London. What? Clapton is God, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. So that was, this was the popular thing to spray paint on stuff in London. Mm -hmm. So now what I'm thinking is Eric Clapton, I think we have all, I hope as a society said, well, after midnight's fine, but maybe we don't want to hang out and, you know, let have dinner together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We don't want to let it all hang out, certainly. So we take that thought, that idea of this Clapton is God thing. And we take this idea that Keith Richards is not the type of person one wants to emulate and hang out with and spend a lot of time with. We, we, really? Wait, I, I disagree. Stay with, with me. That. Stay with me. I no, no, Here. No, again, not a political show. Some <laughs> people on. perhaps have not come to that realization about Keith as a person, right? So if this QAnon theory is true, okay, mm -hmm. Keith is not maybe the good time guy we all thought he was and has been showing us for the past 60 some years. I don't mm -hmm. know how, but again, not a political show. Right. If he is indeed the 34th president of the United States, mm -hmm. it raises a lot of questions. It does. Mostly how he wrote Start Me Up, but here's what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. We stop writing Clapton is God on stuff. Instead, we start writing, it's even less letters, Keefe, K-E-E-F, because I think that's what he would want. Yes. Keefe is JFK. And just start spraying that everywhere. What do you say? I've, I'm totally down with that. Um, it makes me realize I should wear my Keith Richards for president t-shirt more. Yes, you should. I was in the know. And now people will like, who normally would think that I was crazy because I'm not a QAnon. Those QAnons might like me more. This is not a political show. It's not a political show. No. Um, <laughs> but see, I've gone far. See, my whole contemplation is because they've gone on to say that the stones are all Kennedys. So. But what instead, era of stone are we talking about? Well, it seems very like face off, right? Isn't that the whole thing? And they're all this very is. perplexed as to why they're going to be in Detroit in two weeks. Right. Well, I mean, I. I <sighs> And Again, I'm stealing this from a friend of mine, but where, where is Johnny Depp in all this? Where is Johnny Depp? Never mind that. Where is Mick Taylor? Where is Bill Wyman? No, what about but, Chuck Lavelle? What about, I mean, but isn't that Hopkins was all, all so, these people. So amazing. I, now, I personally, and a lot of women, people would differ. Would differ. Sure. Not a I would political show. spend an evening right. with Keith Richards than any era of JFK. Again, not a political show, but I no. see where you're coming and it's from. Not and it's not Makes about sense. politics because I oh. would have voted for him at the time. But, but not a political show. Doesn't matter. <laughs> but I just think that I would have a better time at a Keith party than a JFK party. Oh, I think that hand down, you hands down, you definitely would. Right. And Everybody that's what would. I prioritize is where am I going to have a better party? see us fine we can you hear Great. us good and everything yes yep, it's perfect 
Awesome. Where where are you sailing at the moment? Yeah, what port are you guys in right now? We are in Los Angeles. Port of Los Angeles. Oh, oh outstanding. San Fernando Valley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fact, is, that, <laughs> is that where you uh, usually uh, dry dock for the winter or? Yeah, pretty well, much. we're pretty much all uh, like sparse throughout the, the valley, Ventura. Valley. Yeah, Ventura County. Thank you so much for your time. This is lovely. Yeah. When we got the email, I don't think either one of us could have written back, oh God, yes, please, <laughs> fast enough. Mm-hmm. So I guess what came first, the Yachtly or the crew? In terms of the name, you mean? Or like I, all of it. I mean, did you guys, yeah, were you hanging out on various uh vessels prior to forming the group we were all in different bands yeah okay and then uh the drummer sailor hawkins i'm baba Bowie, by the way we should introduce yes please i'm his fictional brother tommy Bowie, and uh (laughs) (laughs) we 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 have to have our yacht rock names you know of course yes sailor hawkins is the drummer and uh me and Sailor have been in bands for years and years and years. We've been in all kinds of bands, original bands, 80s bands. And then uh, I just got tired of listening to all the rock music because I'm a rocker. And I started listening to soft rock. And I was like, man, we should start a band doing this stuff. And Sailor was like, yeah, let's do it. And it pretty much was born and we were in the jacuzzi with our wives talking about starting this band. And our wives were like, don't start start another band. (laughs) (laughs) But we did. And they've been very supportive. And it's just, it took off. And we got Tommy Bowie. We got Pauly Shores. Our singer, Philly Philly Tony Shores, our keyboard player. And it's honestly been like a rocket ride since we started this. Like, it's just been like. Fans have responded immediately. People love this music. People love um, those bands from back in the seventies and eighties, and they're sh- and they come out to show it. You know, it's it's been crazy. So, is there as fictional brothers? Is there an actual sort of origin story that goes along with each of your characters, or is it just? It was actually really. Or- I would say it was really organic. Uh, our drummer, who we now call Sailor Hawkins, started call- just randomly because my name's Tommy. He started calling me Tommy Boy, and then he would say Tommy Bowie because of Yacht Rock. And then, well, if he's Tommy Bowie, he's a big Howard Stern fan, so we started calling him Baba Bowie. Okay, of course. And then, so now it's like, well, everybody's going to have a name. And it was really kind of like, we didn't really sit and think like, oh, we're going to all have names and have these fictional characters. And it kind of just worked out that way, but it's been really cool because the fans kind of all know us as those characters, mm-hmm. you know? Well, it's a great... I mean, the, the music itself, kind of the fact that you're playing some of the greatest hits of this era and this type of music, it sort of endears yourself to any audience any night when you can walk out and just drop a careless whisper as you're open. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, please, you're, you have uh, set sail already, to coin a phrase. Um, but it feels like, I mean, it seems like just a giant party every show looking at the footage online reading about you guys like it just seems like why else how could this not succeed like you're going out there saying let's all have a good time yeah i mean the, first of all these songs are all like like you mentioned they're just we play like number one hit after number one hit for the whole night you know and and we try to play them ex- really close to the record as well but we also tell each other like hey a lot of bands can just go up and play these songs but like we're gonna put on a show and we're gonna throw a party, 
you know, and he yeah. likes, to say, he's a big kiss fan. He likes to say like, we're, we're the kiss of soft rock. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, if you come see our show, you realize that we've got lights, we've got smoke, we've got dance moves, we've got gimmicks. And, um, it's a lot of fun. And the crowd likes to participate a yeah, lot because they sure. come dressed up like us or even better <laughs> yeah, than us. Yeah. They wear their yacht attire and uh, they just, they, people like to dress up and wear captain's hats. That's, right. that's just it. They love captain's hats, sunglasses. And if you show up to the show and you're not dressed up, you kind of feel left out. So then all of a sudden everyone's like, I need to get a captain's everyone hat. Everyone joins in. Like, it's the thing, you know? What is it about a captain's hat? I don't disagree with you. I wholeheartedly love to, my dog's name is captain. They're just universally cool for men or women. You know, like everybody loves wearing a captain's hat. Everybody looks good. Wants to be the captain. That's true. Look at, don't we look good? Look. You do. Oh, no, <laughs> like the yeah. handsomest guys we've had on the show ever. <laughs> and that says a lot. We've had a lot of good looking men on the show. What? So to that point with the fans, um, we talked to, uh, to one of the guys from Air Supply and like their fans are the, are the airheads. Mm-hmm. What are Yachtly Cruise fans called? Croupies. Croupies. Oh, <laughs> of course. Yeah. 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 Why, why would I even ask such a dumb question? <laughs> <laughs> I should have known the, the answer. The groupies are the heart and soul. They're hardcore. They're hardcore fans. They yeah. come see us. They travel to see us. They'll. It's great. We see some of the same people at shows all over the place. We're like, you came out again. Like, yeah, we, we went, drove four hours to be here. You we know, went all to the time. Nashville. We had fans come out. Right. We had people fly out to where we were. It was crazy. Even the the landlubbers, if I may, yeah. in Nashville well, are. This is like yeah. their chance to be on on the sea, even if they never get to be. Mm-hmm. You know? Very good point. Yeah. So obviously, being from Detroit, so obviously I'm a Detroit Rock City girl. Where are the best fans? Uh, <laughs> Don't answer that, man. The trap. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Kiss, Kiss would tell us Detroit. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, we have yet to play Detroit, so we have to see that. But, you have to come to Detroit. Yeah. San Diego is the craziest ones. San Diego, Arizona. Uh, it's hard to choose. We have crazy fans everywhere. Chicago but, is good. Yeah. Uh, where else? Uh, Baltimore. Baltimore was Baltimore off the crazy. hook. Yep. Those guys are crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's always crazy when we play. It doesn't yeah. matter where we're at. People just go nuts. Do you have opening acts? Because I'm assuming closing after you is just a no we usually challenge for anyone we don't have one we don't need one Um, sometimes we have a dj that will spin some other yacht rock tune so it's just a whole night of yacht rock yeah so when you come out to our show be prepared to just hear all these songs that you love you know so yacht rock though super super beloved there's a lot of controversy and argument over what actually qualifies as yacht rock we try not to, to like go down that path too much like we try to play like we play a lot of right down the middle yacht rock stuff but we have a few stuff that's on the fringe or maybe even definitely not but kind of is smooth music you know because you you can split hairs over what is and what isn't and at the end of the day we let the fans decide we've played a lot of of these different songs and if the fans respond to it then we're gonna play it (laughs) you know so in that way it's like trial and error and over time we've now like you know, we know what the what the big hitters are. Well, to that end, how often do you change up the set list and and drop some new stuff in? All the time. All the time. All yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. We have a about a list of about I don't know 80, 90 songs that we know, and then 
we just kind of switch them up a little bit. Right. But we play the standards all right. the time. Right, we have the staple. You're going to always hear the Pina Colada song in our always. set. Always. Well, please. Generally, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what? You, how Long, Low Down, those are songs that we Africa. kind of all yeah. Well, this is an amateur hour. You guys are going to... Is there any song that you guys have rehearsed and convinced yourselves like this is gonna kill, and then you get out there and you start and it just sort of like uh, I can name lays one. there. <laughs> Thunder, <laughs> Island. Thunder Island. Thunder Island. Yeah, yeah. What? Really? We, no, <laughs> Thunder Island is hands <laughs> down my favorite yacht rock song of all time. We love it. We love it. We too. opened with it at the Viper Room, and the crowd looked at us like, "What's going what on? What is this song?" <laughs> what? <laughs> But it was crazy because a lot of people were requesting it. So it's like, it's sometimes, you know, it's not always what it's. So there's seems. like three or four people that are like, yeah, this song rules, but yeah. it's only like three or four people, you know? Right. I remember mm-hmm. we did, um, we did Do It Again by Steely Dan as well. And we thought like, this is just a classic Steely Dan. And it, it's just such a chill song. And okay. if you come to our show, it's such high energy that I think it was just like a little, you know, I would, we play other Steely Dan, we play Peg and that goes over great. And, you know, it's like, I would never hate on Steely Dan, and I love that song. Do it again, but you know we tend to not really play it anymore because, you know, like like I said before, the fans tell us what they want to hear. So when you come to Detroit, you have to put Thunder Island back in <laughs> rotation because I guarantee you it will kill, and you have to dedicate it to me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you might be coming there when we go to Chicago. That's Perfect. Right. Yeah. In June. Yeah. In June. I will be there. Are- I will have a crowd, and it will rock. <laughs> And a captain's hat. And a captain's hat. Got it. Got it. <laughs> what are some of the killers that just every night uh, just brings the house down? I'm assuming Come Sail Away from what I've seen online. That one does. Like yeah. That's really kills. Pina Colada always kills. Africa. Um, Africa. Uh, Reeling in the years. Reeling in the years. Oh, Call me out. Yeah. Uh, Ride like the wind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sailing. I mean, yeah. And they're all they're all great songs. That's the thing. <laughs> no, ex- yeah. yeah, exactly. You're you're we're really splitting hairs here. Um, <laughs> what have you heard from uh, any of the originators of these songs? Some of the writers, and have you gotten to perform with anyone? Yes, and yes, yes, and yes. So oh. we've uh, we've played with uh, Peter Beckett, who is from Player, several times. Baby, come back, yeah. several times. Oh. Also, Elliot Lurie, who. Uh, wrote and sang and sings brandy he was the lead singer of looking glass mm-hmm. um who else was there somebody else i think, I think yeah uh, but yeah so it. it's been that's i mean even i sing brandy every night when we play and the fact that like i was sit, standing there next to elliot singing it i was just like where am i right now <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy yeah do they get it do they appreciate what you guys are doing i mean i think it depends on the the rocker that you talk to like mm-hmm. elliot and peter are super into it and they're embracing uh, they're embracing it's, it's it good for, for sure. their careers they love it i mean we're bringing that stuff i've seen back. others online that aren't that they think because they think it's a term of like like in like an insulting term like to call it yacht rock boss and gags doesn't like it boss gags doesn't like it <laughs> steve lukather from toto is a little uh, i've seen him online <laughs> He like kind of gets it's a joke, but he doesn't actually love the term. You know? But uh, but like we're, where we're coming from, a we didn't in, like invent the term yacht rock. That was like a thing, and you know we just like we're coming from a place of love. You know we're we're just saying like this. These are the greatest musicians ever, and as far as we're concerned, uh, and they really are. You know it's not just like 
oh, the song the songwriting is great, but the actual musicianship is amazing too. So we're coming from a place of love and respect for those guys. So that's all we'll so say. To, to that point of, of learning all the different songs and the whole catalog of all these bands and performers, who would you say is the most underrated or the, the toughest to perform and master that no one would realize? Mm. Well, I mean, for me, playing all the Steve Lukather stuff is, as, as a guitar player was definitely a challenge. Um, but he's not really underrated. Everybody kind of knows how right. he is. Yeah, true. Good point. <laughs> yeah. So is there anybody bass-wise that you're like... In the beginning, it was all tough. Yeah. It was all... It was like, yeah. oh, man, I'm going back to school. Because this music is really kind of like jazz fusion, if you really yeah. look at the heart of it. There's a lot of uh, jazz chords. I don't want to get too technical, but it's like there's a lot of jazz chords and a lot of key changes and stuff that you don't get in normal rock and roll or punk rock music. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of like have to know your music theory to play this play this music so it's made us better players for, for sure. sure oh yeah 100 i mean i would imagine simply just trying to learn any of the steely dan catalog has got to be a challenge and then yeah it is. go up uphill from there um, i mean all of those guys are like the best studio guys ever literally ever <laughs> to play on yeah the so you're like okay so how am i going to handle this well you know but it's a good challenge how long did it take you until you guys felt like we can't take this out and perform this in front of an audience with some confidence and knowing that they will get what you're trying to do or, or that you'll be able to replicate these songs in a way where you're like not completely embarrassed for yourself and the writers of these songs. It took a year to put the band together. Yeah. Just to find the right guys. To find the right guys. And it was Mm -hmm. like, uh, I would say probably about three or four months of intense rehearsals and just like rehearsing all the time till we got it right but to answer your question we didn't know how people were going to react we're like we might get booed off the stage we were definitely nervous the first time we played like oh let's you know let's see not like to perform but just to see how people would react and it was like i said before it was like an instant like the crowd was packed everybody was going crazy singing along all the songs and we just kind of took off from there did you feel confident in that rehearsal process or how long into that process before you were like all right I think we have something here and who knows how anyone else is going to be react, but between all of us in this room, we got it. I knew we sounded good, especially when we got Phil, who's our lead singer. When he started, when we had, we brought him in and it was like, okay, this guy can sing these songs. Cause that's sing one of the everything. hardest part is finding somebody that can sing these songs. And, sure. uh, you know, once we had him, I knew we sounded good. Yeah. 100%. Um, so then I was just like, well, if you sound good and you know, with, uh, Baba Bowie and Sailor Hawkins, like they had said, they've been playing together for years. So they had the lights and the smoke and all that down. So like, I thought it was good. I don't know. About, about, I don't want to speak for you guys, but I thought. No, good. I mean, I knew we were ready right yeah. away. I knew. I we, I mean, we weren't the best when we first came out, but it got better and it got better as we played more and more. And we, I mean, we played so many shows the first year. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Nobody wanted to book us at first. <laughs> And then, yeah, yacht rock. They're like, no, nah, we don't want that. And then a few people that you know that we've worked with before in other bands, they took a chance on us, and it worked. So they like, all right, let's. We want you guys every Thursday. We want you every weekend. Right. You know, yeah. all right. But now we've, uh, you know, we've moved on to bigger, bigger venues. It's crazy. You know, 1,200 seat uh, arenas and stuff. Or in places we've never played before, you know. In like, places we've never been. <laughs> so. Word is out. Yeah. 
Well, and to that end, I know you mentioned you know, being in 80s bands and things like that. And, and I've got a long history with 80s bands in, in Detroit. But what we saw when like the first 80s band came out out here, they were the first and only ones on the scene. And they still are playing to this day and killing it. But then all of a sudden, all these other bands started popping up because they saw the success. So do you have people yeah. emerging, trying to steal your thunder? They're trying to steal our name. They're trying to, you know. There's... And they steal a lot of our, our stuff, too. Our our wardrobe and our and they dress our, like us. dancing and that kind of thing. But hey. It's the way it goes with all <laughs> bands. When the '80s bands, when we did the right. '80s bands, everybody right. copied everybody because they see it's successful, so right. they think they can duplicate it. But I, you know, we were first, so the first, the early bird catches the worm for okay. sure. They don't have the Bowie family. They don't. Yeah, they don't, right. have, yeah, they don't <laughs> have it. Seriously, though, a big part of it is our chemistry that, like, I, it just can't be duplicated. Like we with phil singing and all like we're all literally like a band of brothers like even outside of the band we all are talking and hanging out all the time it's not just a business relationship and i think that kind of comes through in the show and in the music you know yeah we all so you guys are just sharing hot tubs with family <laughs> yeah, and as yes. yeah. band members yeah that's yeah. how it started <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. yeah have you guys done a gig on an actual yacht yet yeah yeah oh, a bunch of times yeah okay. Yeah, that needs to happen for sure. <laughs> I would assume it's harder to play at sea than on dry land. It's not hard as long as I mean we haven't ever gone out when the sea was choppy. <laughs> so mm, sure. like, you know, and we're not on like speedboats or anything like that. So it's true. Like, yeah. But, so you're not doing like three hour tours. You're kind of like doing a longer. Three hour tours. Usually they're private parties. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, the only difficult part is loading is, onto is the, the ship. Load in and load out. <laughs> but we have crew for that now. The crew yeah. has a crew. Yeah, yeah we got a crew. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Do they get fun names too? Yes, they do actually. Okay. We have our uh, Taylor, we call him Admiral T because he's kind <laughs> yeah. of like the tour manager. Um, who else do we have? Okay, we don't have one for uh, Kyle, do we? Oh, yeah, Kyle Collada. Kyle Collada. Perfect. <laughs> I'd say all the names are good. <laughs> oh, that one's awesome. Yeah. I like Kyle Kalana. <laughs> and how are you guys? I know, obviously, uh, to harken back to the Kiss comparison, you know, for many years not seen out of their makeup, and that is their, you know, Ace is always going to look like Ace. Do you guys take off the hat and sunglasses, or is that just like a verboten? We we kind of we kind of want to keep it like that. You yeah, know? we kind of want to. It's kind of we cool. might you might see us in like the hat and sunglasses and a black t shirt altogether but I'll like take that sure yeah, yeah but generally we try to stay in uniform but people some they don't recognize us when we're walking through the audience they, oh, it's funny. they kind of look at us like mm, i don't know yeah and i'm like i'm six foot five so i'm on stage like <laughs> pretty obvious who i am to me and then i come off stage and people are just walking they're great aren't they and i'm like yeah they are yeah, they were awesome <laughs> <laughs> and so how did you guys survive the 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 covid lockdown because i'm assuming you guys are you're dry docked at that point we were we were landlocked as we yeah yes. we, so we actually decided to do what we called the landlock sessions and that we basically decided to record a bunch of songs and video and make some videos and um you know because that's all we could really could do we did a few live stream concerts as well we played from the whiskey a go-go um in front of an empty crowd and just live streamed it which was really successful um but yeah, we, we made some videos. One in particular was the, um, we did a Billy Joel video for Just The Way You Are. Uh, 
and we filmed the video in Los Angeles during lockdown. And this is the time when nobody was going out. And so we literally like, we set up Sailor Hawkins drums in on the, like in front of the sign of the Hollywood bowl. You could never get away with that right now. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Right. I'm walking down the street in front of Capitol records and there's no cars on the street in front of Capitol records, right in the middle of the day. It's just so surreal. It felt like apocalyptic, it was weird. but also in the juxtaposition with the song, it's kind of really cool and really emotional when you watch the video. So if you haven't seen that, I would definitely say check that one out. As kids who I imagine were dreaming of growing up and playing the Viper Room and the whiskey, were you wearing captain's hats in those dreams or what were you wearing and what were you performing? I was not wearing captain's hat. That's I was the, having long hair and a rocker yeah. and the whole deal. And I, and I was kind of like a grunge kid. I had like the baggy jeans and the chain wallet and that was kind of my thing. But yeah, like we never thought that this would be the thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, I just joined it for fun. I was like, yeah, this, I love this music. I'm going to join. And then now it's kind of become my life, you know? And ne I guess that just goes to show you just never know, you know. I'll tell you what blows my mind is I played the whiskey before with my original bands back in the day, like way back in the day, like early 90s. And, you know, you have to pay and buy tickets and you have to sell the tickets and this and that. What really trips me out is they're paying us to play there. <laughs> I love it. We're getting paid to play there. They want us. They're asking us to play there. It's like that never happened before. No. Yeah. That's wonderful. Where do you guys go from here? As for, I mean, you're, you're touring. You've got these, the videos. Are they all out? Is there more coming out soon? We've got some things in the works right now that we can't talk about yet. But perfect. Uh, they're going to be coming out soon. We are busy at home we'll say we're doing a lot of things we're doing it's not when we're not playing we're doing stuff yeah. we're, we're constantly we're always busy. working just lots of hot tubs yeah, yeah. yeah. Hot tub. okay <laughs> party all winter long <laughs> you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain you will love yachtly crew the titans of soft rock check out their website yachtlycrew.com they are also on twitter facebook and instagram where they are all at yachtly crew you can check us out on all the various socials be sure to visit our website and don't forget to leave us a review today's show is produced by myself and heidi hegquist our reluctant producers are john sauve and sandy stone our willing producers are rachel allen and randy Jeanette. Our intern is Zach Jackson. This one's for Philippe. Thanks for joining us. Flash, we're coming home. Nigel, is that you? Are you here, Nigel?